Two years ago, my dad died. The first email arrived a week later. I thought it was someone's idea of a sick joke and didn't read it. But I didn't delete it either, so it just sat in my inbox. Every week, on Sunday, a new one would come. Three months later, I broke down and read all 12 of them. In the emails, my dad told me how much he missed me and reminded me of things we did when I was younger. I didn't cry because I didn't feel much of anything. I figured it was normal to feel shut off from my emotions so soon after he died, my mind protecting itself from the grief. But I didn't expect that nothingness to last for so long. The emails still arrived every Sunday. I had no idea how my dad did it. At this point, I no longer cared. I looked forward to those Sunday emails. They kept him, and his promises, alive. The year I turned 13, we promised each other three things. His first was that he would call me once a week, no matter what. For three years, he kept that promise. He called on Sundays. Sometimes we'd talk for just a few minutes, and other times we'd talk for hours. Now his promise took the form of an email, which meant that I was obligated to keep the promises I'd made him, though he did sort of break promise number three. But that wasn't his fault. It was mine. Hiding in my room, I read this Sunday's email just before my family ate dinner. May 12th. From CoasterDaddy at email.com to ChocolateQueen at email.com Pumpkin. You know, I had a younger brother like you have Teddy. His name was Grant, and he cried for days when I left the house at 18. He actually hated your mother because he felt she stole me from him. I wish I had been more careful about things then. I wish I had focused more on keeping in touch with him, but I didn't. I was a selfish SOB. I focused on your mom and my career, and nothing else mattered. Don't make the same mistakes I did. Right on, Dad. I'd barely closed the email when Mom poked her head in my room and, without looking at me, said, Savannah, we'd like you to join us for dinner tonight. I thought about staying in my room, but at the last minute decided to go. Legally, she could throw me out. I was 18, and only a junior because I was held back in kindergarten. I'm deaf. Well, not completely, but enough that my mother didn't realize it and the teachers thought I was intentionally ignoring them. No one knows why, but I can't hear normal speech very well. Hearing aids correct it, but I didn't get those until the end of kindergarten. Honestly, I was scared of being on my own. So I listened to my mom. Plus, staying in my room would be a typical dad play. If he were mad, he'd always ignore you until he was ready to deal with it. Never on your terms, always on his. But I wasn't my dad, so I met my mom halfway. It was the right thing to do.